0: Ooh Jesus <laughs> Anyways Hello to my beautiful listeners and welcome back to Cozy with Leo. It should be episode five. Yes, it's episode five. And that's crazy. We're almost at the end of February. It's about to be March, five episodes in. I thank you. Thank you all for tuning in every Sunday or maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whenever you tune in. Whether it's on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, if you found that link, YouTube, I really appreciate it. And now obviously, you can probably see that we have yet another video-less podcast, if you're on YouTube. And I kind of like doing that. I don't know. I like it. I like not doing a video. But we'll we'll see, because I'm probably going to go back to a video next week, but... Also, just I'm having a storage issue with recording on my phone. And so, you know, I'm trying to invest in newer equipment and like different ways to record. So that'll be something to look at in the future. So for this week, we are going to have a just an audio only podcast this week. So you won't see any video. But if you tune in on uh, like a streaming platform, then you're in luck because you get a normal one um sorry i'm like fixing my thing anyways so something you also will not see because there's no video is that i do not have a guest with me this week and yeah i know i said last week that this week i was gonna have a guest but things change and you know with everyone's busy schedules including mine it just wasn't gonna work for this week and so, the first guest that um, I have, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but that I want to have on the show is my younger sister, Amari. And so, just with how busy we are and things that we're doing right now with the fashion show and her being a cheerleader and also us being in the sorority, a lot of things that, you know, we've got to do, aside from being a student and working, you know. So, all that on top of it, we just can't always have our schedules aligned. Um, but... In the future, there might be different plans to rearrange some things, and with February almost being over, I think we have one more February episode, and then it'll be over. And then also, one more, oh no, us going into March, with it being Women's History Month, I think the guests that I have planned for my podcast soon would still be very important pieces to, you know, my platform. And so, I hope you all, you know, enjoy when that does happen. But, you know, just kind of bear with me. So, I, yeah, that's all I got. Okay, so for this week, I, this is where I would usually do the topic reference. But, we're going to do something different. So, we're going to do, ooh, I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm tired. One thing I want to do this week instead of a regular topic I want to do a reference just a regular reference to what we're doing this week. So one thing I've learned as I've kind of journeyed back into like how I can have self-care with myself is the hmm, like the ability to have fun on my own rather than be dependent on other other people. I So, for example, I love video games. I have a PlayStation. I have an entire drawer full of, like, card games, board games. I have a crap ton of iPhone games. So, yes, I I, I enjoy playing games. And so, I think one thing I've always loved is also hosting game nights. Me being, you know, just like someone who loves being a hostess, Game nights are, like, my favorite thing. And then, like, there's a place in Canton called Milestone, and, like, that is, like, literally a bar and a board game place. Like, my bread and butter. Like, that's my type of thing. And I realized it comes from the dependency that a lot of times I look towards to enjoy the things in my life. Which is really reflective of, like, why I like to host game nights. Because... You know, you need other people to play the games that maybe I want to play. And there are games out there that I could play on my own, but for some reason I invest more in the ones that involve other people more than it would involve me. And that's reflective in a lot of things. So I think I want to get back to, you know, understanding me and who I am and that I don't need to necessarily invest in other people more than myself to enjoy the time that I have, and that includes in maybe a silly video game or a city, uh, city, uh, a silly board game or a card game that I have, and you know I can enjoy those things too. And so, to encourage my listeners to do the same, this week we're going to do an activity. So I am going to do. Hmm, what am I going to do? What's it called? Oh, okay. So I have them right here. I couldn't find them for a second. So. We are going to play a game called Let's Get Deep. And so if you know me, you know I have the Friends Edition. I bought it at Walmart a couple years ago. And it basically is a get-to-know-you game. And it requires at least two people, but it works better in a group. I've played it with a lot of people that I know now, people that I've gotten to know. And it's just a great opportunity to get to know other people. And so today we're going to take this game And y'all are going to get to know me. So if you don't know what Let's Get Deep is, it's a card game. Like I said, getting to know you game with three categories. The first category being Icebreaker. Second one being Deep. Third one being Deeper. So if you know the game, We're Not Really Strangers, which is I, I deserve a sponsorship from them because I'm I'm on it with them and their Instagram. I repost almost everything. And I also, you know, have people interact with it. But regardless, the... The premise of the categories is in icebreakers, they're actual icebreakers. So kind of baseline questions, maybe is a better way to put it. And so it'll ask me certain things about myself, maybe things that you don't know, things that are kind of more casual, kind of like think of talking stage questions, you know. And so the icebreakers are going to do that. And then deep, it knocks, you know. It takes it up at a couple notches and so you're getting away from like the one word answers getting more into like maybe a couple more words than just one and then some of them that do actually take more than one word or more elongated answers but then the third one deeper is kind of like the final stages of where the is is hoping to kind of get you to achieve and this is You know, questions that all have, like, those extended response kind of answers. And so it kind of, as you hear, like, the questions I'll be answering, you'll see the, you know, the stakes kind of go a little higher. And it get more personal. And so I chose three cards from each category, and I'm going to answer them. And, you know, just get vulnerable with you guys. I think it's something that I want to be able to do so that you understand, you know, You know, I've learned that as a student leader, you know, being vulnerable with others allows them to feel like they can be vulnerable around you, at least with most people. Some people might take that, you know, for granted, but the people who do have the, the, you know, have the heart on them, they will acknowledge the vulnerability that you, you know, put forth with them. So starting with icebreakers. So first one was, who is your celebrity crutch? So, I currently have two, and they've been my two for a very long time, so far. Uh, one of them has been one the longest, however. The other one I've discovered, what, about two, three years ago? Maybe three, four? Probably two, three. I'm thinking two years ago, actually. So, Jesse Williams. Um, I did not watch Grey's Anatomy, so don't ask. I did not get that from there. But I saw him in something else, and I was immediately just like, wow, that's, what a man. And ever since then, I've just been like, almost like obsessed. My computer background is Jesse Williams. I have a phone background with Jesse Williams, and it's great. It's a great time. And girlies, some of the girlies might know what Jesse Williams also is in. And yeah that's, that's a great time, and then, oh, he's in a play called Take Me Out, it's, like, a baseball play, and so, like, I happened to stumble upon something, and I was really rooting for some. I was rooting for him with, like, what he was dealing with in the play, he strips, and he was completely naked at some point, and people were, like, trying to exploit the pictures, and I was, like, really upset for him, because it's, like, you know, actors don't, you know, do that so that people can expose them, you know, it's not really fair to like take a picture like that in the middle of a performance and basically people pirate a play. I don't know if they can, you can. You know how you pirate movies, you like steal them, and, like you kind of like don't go to the proper way to see it. I think that's still wrong with theater as well. It's like recording is like the performance in the performance that they don't, you know, Permit you to do it, and so I felt like that was wrong. I really went to bad for him, and so part of me, you know, wishes that he was like this girl went to hell and back for me. I should marry her, you know. I'm just <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah. So Jesse Williams is one, and the other is um I don't know if I can say because it, it's Black History Month. Ah, uh, who cares? I am allowed to do what I want. The other one is Evan Peters. Now. If you watch the American Horror Story, you know what I'm talking about. If you know him from the Jeffrey Dahmer docuseries, I'm so sorry. Because that's not that's not my man. That is not my... <laughs> He's just, you know, a very humble actor. And I really felt for him when he went through what he went through in the media with like um, the abusive relationship he was in. And I've just always enjoyed his characters. Aside from Jeffrey Dahmer. But... I recognize just how much of a great actor he is and how humble he is in real life and like I've watched so many interviews with him and he's just such a you know down to earth guy and I I like that in a guy. So he's just a lot of my crushes I like make look at the realistic points of like who they are. So that's that's my crush question. What was the last show I binge watched? Um there's one I just Well, uh, yeah, I am currently watching a show called uh, Tonikawa Over the Moon for You. It's basically about um, a couple that met after an accident where the girl saved the boy's life. And he wanted to, he like instantly fell in love with her, I guess, because he survived and he wanted to take her out. And so she asked him to marry her if he wanted to do that and so he agreed but when he when he agreed he passed out when he passed out he woke up in hospital and she was gone but when he was released and he moved on with his life got a job she found him and was like you know keeping him to his promise and he was still in love with her so of course he did and that was all in the first episode so the entire rest of the season is just them as a married couple and them navigating new things like him wanting to get her rings and then them like spending their first night together, like in their apartment together and like her and him meeting people, like and igno- like announcing that they're married, meeting his parents. And that's just such a cute T V show. I love it. And so it keeps me hopeful with like, you know, finding that for me. So yeah. Um and then the last one is Have you ever had a ghost encounter? Oh my gosh. Yes. So, when Amari and I were young, like elementary school, we lived in an apartment with our mom. And we used to watch this VCR tape, this VHS tape. VCR is what you put the VHS in. Anyways, we put the tape in for Adora, the Explorer episode of, it was like the, the Pirates. Where like they're doing a pirate play and their stuff got stolen, all their costumes and everything. And they go to get it and they're singing the e isa isa turn the wheel turn the wheel isa and when she's you know i'm turning the wheel i'm turning the wheel when she's doing all that i'm like jamming out this this is my jam this is my this is my shiz naive. you know what i mean and so i was just it was just great and we had this doll it's like a kind of a it's shaped. it's like almost like a two-year-old that's how big it is but it's a baby and that's how, like the average two-year-old. That's what this baby looks like, and like that's how big it is. So when you lay it down, its eyes closed, and when you lay it up, its eyes open. I don't know if you, any, if any of you have had a doll like that, but yeah, that's what that's what we had. And so after that, we decided, um, oh wow, um, this is this is our doll for some reason, and Amara had had that doll at the time, like in her bunk with her, and we had bunk beds, and she. The baby doll, like, flung in front of my vision. And so I said, Amari, stop. And I heard her say, like, "Mm, like, whatever. And then it happened again. And I was just like, I'm literally about to slip out. And then the third time, I bent my head over the bunk to be like, Amari, can you stop and, like, look at her? And she is dead asleep. The baby doll is on the floor in front of her bunk. And she is turned over. Now, some people, when I tell the story, say, well, what if she just tricked you? I heard nothing. I didn't hear any rustling. I didn't hear anything. All I saw was the baby doll. And I just heard the click of its eyes shutting. But, like, it was, it sound, it's very light. So it wasn't, like, a loud, weird noise. And so, naturally, I was scared. And at some point, with all the moving that we did, you know, we told our mom about it. And she was like, girl, bye." But eventually we, you know, moved quite a bit. And one day when we put all our dolls, like, in our garage, because we were kind of out of our doll era, we left the baby doll out there. And we tried to look for it one day, and she was gone. So I don't know where she is. I don't want to believe that it was, you know, for a crazy reason. But what I do believe is I hope that thing never resurfaces. So yeah, that's my ghost encounter for you next questions um so next we're gonna go to the deep the deep part the deep category first one is what kind of what person would you want as your personal life coach and motivator that person would be my mom my mother is my superhero she is my everything and she gets me oh sorry i don't really i think there's very few people who get me Like completely and she's one of them and I have her heart and her compassion and I thank God for that because if it didn't come from her I wouldn't have had a heart honestly uh not to shade my father but yeah so another thing I think that makes me recognize how great it would be for her to be my life and uh life coach and motivator is that my mom went through the utmost to make sure that she raised my sister and I the way that she did. And when I was young, maybe I didn't see it, but I see it now as someone who's emerging into adulthood and trying to figure out life just like she was. And at, around the same age, too. And knowing where she was and how she, what she made it through and how I struggled even now to deal with it, not even having s- half of the obstacles that she had. I I look at her like like she's Wonder Woman. And she is. Anyone who knows her knows that my mom is such a special woman. And she would do anything for anyone. And she's not just a mom for me. She is a mom for so many other people. And I love that people consider her like their mom too. And it's just such a blessing to have a mom like that. Because if it wasn't for her, I don't know where I'd be. So I would say that. If I could choose anyone to be my personal life coach or motivator for the rest of my life, it would be my mom. Because she's already that for me. So, yeah. Okay, second question. What kind of music playlist do you have? Now, I get this question a lot. Like, people, when we talk about playlists, but now I do a weird thing. So, when I first started counseling when I was 17, I was suggested to do to find little things in life because I you know I struggle with like finding the purpose of my life and one thing that she suggested was finding little things that you know excite me and one of those things was me listening to music and stuff like that and so she encouraged me to do something about that and so I was like what about playlists and she suggested at first it was like make a playlist about something I was like what and she said how about something fun so try to make a playlist for every holiday that you celebrate At first I was like, whoa, but I viewed it more as a task, which is why I was able to have so much fun with it because I'm, you know, I'm a Virgo like that and I still do it to this day. I make playlists only for moods, scenarios, holidays, like, like overarching themes, like I, and then of course genres, but being able to have like, I have like POV playlists, so like POV, you're slow dancing. At the Hoover High School Homecoming. Because I went to Hoover High School. And so it's like all the songs I remember hearing at Homecoming. When like the slow dance came on. It's like Speechless by Dan and Shays and there. Um, perfect by Ed Sheeran. And also, um, what's that other song? No, it is Perfect. Oh, no, it's the when your legs don't work like they used to that song whatever that song is I can't remember what it's called but yeah so like I put all those songs on there that or and then I also add songs like that seem like they would be on that or like something that could have so it's just like I don't know that's a fun way to like look at that so that's the type of playlist that I have okay third question and final one in this section. Who's the first person you call to share good news with? And that would be, I, I think a general thing is my family. But it would be my little sister Amari. She is my confidant. I tell her everything. Whenever something happens, whenever there's drama, whenever there's BS, whenever there's something, it goes to Amari's and Art's phone. She's the first person I call. And I, I mean that. And I know we're talking about good news, but bad news, all of it, like all of the news, it goes to Amari. She is, she's, I'm lucky to have a built-in bestie. And it just happens to be my little sister who lives with me and has lived with me. And we go to the same school. So I'm blessed in multiple ways. Something that I think I'm grateful for is our bond because some people think it's weird to like share the information or certain information with their sister. And like they're about their love life and in an appropriate respect. But more so like they're nervous to, you know, they don't really feel like maybe they're not close with their siblings enough to like talk about. Oh, this is the issue that me and my boyfriend are having. But I am and so it's like nice to know that like I can always call her and be like, amari oh, look at listen to this thing that happened." And so, in the good news part of it, I love that I'm able to you know have someone like her to call and tell and I I just can't wait for the future where like you know, bigger things happen, like maybe getting a, a big job, finishing something that maybe I had a project on doing, starting something new, meeting someone, getting married, getting pregnant, like there's so many different, you know, scenarios that could really, you know, in my future that I can't wait to like call her first about. So yeah, my sister. And then the last three are in deeper. First one is, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? um mm, okay should i i'm gonna say i don't care i ghosted someone a year ago almost i hadn't heard some information from someone about something and that they did and i had no right to be mad and i think that made me realize just how much power that person had over me that I couldn't even be mad. I mean, I could because, you know, it's a human function, but I knew this was going to happen. And I put myself in that position. And I looked like an idiot. And so I was at the height of my emotions so often with the things, that the way I was treated and what I, like, allowed myself to go through. And me trying to convince that person that we could, you know, get past it and we could, you know, move on and still. There was so much damage already done. And so I decided to, at the lowest of my emotions too, uh, block them on everything. And I think the brave part is doing it when all of the heightened emotions were gone. Because ultimately I could have I could have really, you know taken it there and been that petty person, but knowing that at the calm and the storm, Is when I decided to make the hardest decision. Which ended up being the bravest. Was life changing for me. Because that was a statement. Against all my anxieties. Like you're not going to let yourself go through this anymore. And it did wonders for me. And I think it's guiding me now. Knowing that the strength is still in there. And that I do have the willpower to say no. And that I do have the willpower to stand on how I deserve to be treated. And this is not me. If you know who I'm talking about it's not me bashing them because I'm sure it did good for them and I hope that you know well I actually don't hope anything but I'm I'm just glad that we were able to move forward whether they did or not I was able to and that's what matters because at that point it's one-sided and so that's that's the bravest thing I've ever done Okay, second one. What is something that you regret having done in your life so far? Um, uh, again, I don't know if I should say it, but I'm going to say it because I want to be vulnerable. And I want you all to get to know me if you don't know some of the struggles that I've dealt with. So, my first year of college, I struggled very severely with... Alcohol, and I had issues with that, and that's not necessarily the regret because that came with you know college seeming like seeming like Project X to me. I, you know, it it affected my life. I was not going to class. I was not doing homework. Not motivated. I was making bad decisions with other people. Whether they were motivating me to do it or pressuring me to do it or doing it with me. Decisions were made and they were not good. And so knowing that I was making the people who love me most uncomfortable and worried and scared. It, it broke me in a way. But I was able to find clarity in all of that. And I can't say that after that. Even though I I, I made a promise to myself to change, I made a promise to not drink again until I was 21. And I kept up to that promise. And my mom was there to support me through that. And she promised that my 21st birthday, if I kept up to my word, that she would not, that she would buy me my first drink. And she did. She came to Alliance and she bought me my first drink when I was 21. And it was worth it. Because I worked hard to do that. But, um, You know, aside from that, I can't really say that I did any better after that. I, you know, focused on school and I did better in school, but I, you know, replaced alcohol with other things that were things I could be influenced on. And that, you know, was a gateway to interact with bad people and people who did not really care much about me as much as I thought I cared about them. And so that that all just is like a almost like a chain of regret for me. But even though it's a regret, I don't necessarily wish that I could go back and change that decision. I just wish I could have learned that lesson earlier, but everything is very intentional about the way that was done, the way that things were presented to me. And so I'm okay with that. You know? The regret might be there, but I don't think that it, it has to change that. I'm, I'm glad I went through that, which might be weird to hear, but I think sometimes being able to go through the things that we experience or the things that we are afraid of, getting out on the other side of un, unscathed, you have to kind of plunge into. And I did. And I learned the biggest lesson. And I also have the greatest outcome. And so I just had to, like, kind of go through the fire and get burned quite a bit. Yeah, I was third degree burns coming out of there. But I don't think I would change it. I just, you know, regret that I didn't make better decisions. But here we are now, and I'm making all the good decisions. And then my last question, how many times have you been in love? Ooh, That would be Zero and I say that because it it literally is zero I I don't mind finding my person another time you know I don't know I think for me I I think it shows that I I want to be in love I've never felt it and I know that love is a feeling and like I can trust in it because love is God and I trust God and God is love and so I know that one day when I do fall in love, that I, it will feel unexplainable. It'll. I know that, and I trust that it will feel that way. And I'm just going to know it right when I see it. And so I'm okay with saying that I've never been in love before. But yeah, never been in love. Well, that was a lot. Actually, that last one was quicker than I thought. So that's all the questions I have. Um, Today was just about you getting to know me a little bit more. Then, you know, the intro episode where I introduced myself. But being able to understand that vulnerability is important, especially in moments where maybe you feel like you're not allowed to be. You have every right to be vulnerable. Just make sure that you protect your heart and that you guide yourself with maturity and empathy. Because sometimes people don't always have that. But be able to guide yourself so you can protect you and choose you first because a lot of people don't do that so i don't i don't really have like much planned but yeah so ins and outs of the week um, i only have a couple so my first in is actually going to class and doing my homework like makeup homework because i tend to isolate when i'm stressed and february is always stressful and so i need to you know just do it i'm gonna go and it's gonna be fine I'm going to catch up and I'm going to get on the Dean's list this semester. And then also with that, I'm going to get rest. I'm bringing in rest, restfulness, all of that in the week. And spring break is coming up. So I'll probably get more, um, outs. I'm leaving out stress. I just need a nice chill. Oh, this is so much fun type of vibe, you know? And so I think that I'm going to have it, but you know, I'm leaving stress out of the week because it's a fun week. The fashion show is coming up and I'm so excited. And then the other thing I'm leaving out is forgetting to eat because I literally just don't build it in my schedule and I'm going to do better with that because at the end of the day, that's not an excuse anymore. And a girl likes to eat and I keep forgetting that because I don't eat anymore. But it's not cute, y'all. So don't do it. Yeah, those are my easy notes the week. So... If you don't have any questions, you know, stay tuned on my Instagram and let me know if you have any feedback about this week's episode. And I appreciate y'all for tuning in this Sunday and I'll see y'all on the next Godspeed.